0: Hello, and welcome to the December 3rd episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on logistics infrastructure in Angola and Mozambique, decarbonization initiatives in Portugal, Gabon, and Angola, a new oil and gas licensing round in Mozambique, a new labor code in Gabon, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Joana, over to you.
1: We start this week's episode with news from the Intra-African Trade Fair, where the African Export Import Bank has pledged to disperse 40 billion US dollars to support intra-African trade over the next five years, which is doubled the amount invested by the bank in the previous five years. In addition to this, the bank is providing letter-of-credit confirmation lines to African commercial banks to support international trade. The Portuguese-speaking African countries and Timor-Leste are streamlining their cooperation with the European Union in the fields of economic and financial governance, the rule of law, and job creation. The national authorizing officers for cooperation with the European Union also expressed willingness to continue and deepen the dialogue of partnerships in public policies, including the blue economy, digitalization and peace and security. In Angola, the government has launched an international public tender for the concession, construction and commercial management of the logistics platforms of Soyu and Luvu. The Soyu Logistics Platform, an important border point in northern Angola, will have an area of 15 hectares and will be located close to the National Road 100, connecting the platform with Luanda. The infrastructure plan, valued at 24 million US dollars, includes the construction of six warehouses, a container park, a parking lot for heavy duty vehicles, repair workshops, a fuel filling station, buildings for administrative services and commercial establishments, and a 25 hectare dry port to be built in the outskirts of Luanda. Similar infrastructures will be built at the Louvre Logistics Platform with an estimated investment of 37 million US dollars. Applications for the tender must be submitted by 4 April 2022. Sonangol, the national electricity distribution company and the national grid for electricity transmission launched a 42 million US dollar renewable energy investment project in Namibia. The project, a photovoltaic power plant with a 50 megawatt capacity, is said to help reduce Angola's greenhouse gas emissions by 50,000 tons per year and save around 190 million US dollars in fossil fuels over 23 years. The Angolan government is continuing to reduce business-related bureaucracy in order to improve the business environment in the country. A number of efforts have been made to this effect, including the creation of digital licenses and the establishment of conditions for the outflow of national goods. In Cape Verde, the government is looking to complete privatizations in the airport sector in 2022, as well as diversify the supply of domestic air transport. Next year, Cape Verde should also have a new aeronautical code and a regulatory framework adjusted to the international rules of the International Civil Aviation Organization. Additionally, the government is preparing to introduce a strategic plan for air sector development to move forward with the Air Transport Observatory and to install and operationalize the Institute of Aeronautics and Tourism, the Aircraft Maintenance Center, and the Civil Aviation School. The Cape Verdean government has also announced the implementation of new measures to support economic recovery, such as credit lines of over 80 million euros to be launched early next year, and the creation of an impact fund for micro, small, and medium enterprises. Alongside these measures, the government will also reform the social security system and revise the labor code in an effort to improve productivity. In Gabon, a new labor code is already a reality, as it has finally been adopted by law number 22-2021 of 19 November 2021, recently published in the Official Gazette. The new labor code approves new rules on all the main aspects of the employment relationship, notably in relation to the hiring of expatriate employees and regulating remote work and new types of employment contracts. The industrial group Eronov and the Gabonese Fund for Strategic Investments have signed a mandate to raise 300 million euros for the construction of the Ngul Menjim Dam and an 82 megawatt hydroelectric plant. For this purpose, the consortium has mandated two financial institutions, the African Development Bank, which will be arranging the transaction, and the British Chartered Bank, which will carry out the financial structuring of the project. Over in Mozambique, the National Petroleum Institute has announced the launch of a new licensing round for the concession of 16 new hydrocarbon exploration and production areas, five in the Huvuma Basin, seven in the Angoche area, two in the Zimbezi Delta, and two near the mouth of the Save River, covering a total area of over 92,000 square kilometers. According to the Institute, the aim of the tender is to assess the national petroleum potential, while the resources discovered will contribute to Mozambique's social economic development. The process will last six months, with results being announced in October 2022. US company Ethos Asset Management Incorporated announced that it will invest US$400 million US dollars in the construction of a deep water port at Makuz, in the central Mozambican province of Zambezia. This is described as a financing partnership with the Mozambican company Thai Mozambique Logistica, which holds the concession of the proposed port and for a new railway to be built from Shitima. According to Ethos, its investment will ensure the construction of a multi-purpose port designed to handle the exportation and importation of dry bulk, agricultural products, general cargo, and liquid bulk. It's official, Portugal no longer produces electricity from coal thanks to the shutting down of the Pegu thermoelectric plant. The Pegu Coal-Fired Power Plant, which was responsible for 4% of the country's emissions, was the facility with the second largest share of carbon dioxide emissions in Portugal in the last decade, after the thermal Thermoelectric Plant, which was shut down in January of this year. Portugal should now record a significant drop in carbon emissions, given that the use of natural gas combined cycle plants represents emissions of little more than a third for each unit of electricity produced compared to coal. Continuing in the pursuit of clean energy, a new tender for a floating solar power plant has been launched and is expected to generate investment of over 200 million euros. The tender foresees the allocation of more than 360 megawatts in seven reservoirs in Alqueva, Castelo de Bode, Alto Rabagão, Cabril, Vilar Taboas, Paradela and Salamonde. In the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Zijin Mining approved an investment in a 769 million US dollar smelter for its Kamoa Kakula copper project alongside Ivano Mines, thus reducing their reliance on third-party smelters. The 500,000 ton per year direct-to-blister plant will be the largest copper smelter in Africa and one of the largest single-line smelters in the world. Saint-Méant-Prince is getting ready for the first drilling of oil in its exclusive economic zone by Shell. The zone has an area of 129,000 square kilometers divided into 19 blocks. In an effort to revitalize American-Senegalese relations, Senegal has signed construction deals with American companies worth 1 billion US dollars. The deals include the construction of a highway connecting Dakar to Saint-Louis, as well as the construction of bridges, the improvement of trade corridors with neighboring countries, and the creation of a nationwide communications network for emergency services. Following the launch of the Biostar project earlier this year, Senegal is looking to boost the availability of biofuels for small and medium-sized enterprises in sub-Saharan Africa's agro-industrial sector. The goal of the project is to expand energy access in rural areas by generating energy from residual biomass produced by agribusiness companies. The project involves financing of 12.7 million U.S. dollars from the European Union and French Development Agency and is being implemented in both Senegal and neighboring Burkina
0: Fas. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time... Also, drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Joana Graça Moura, from our Lisbon office, and Luís Miranda, from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Caterina Muraj from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.